call the meeting to order and we all stand and join in the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag and the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, and indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Good evening, everybody, ladies and gentlemen.
based on several conditions, and that was the revised plans that were submitted on May 13th. Um, based on the March meeting, there were issues concerning uh, titles, specifically the easement to the rear of the property. We retained Ian McGuire, an attorney, to address the title issues. He's issued uh, an initial letter report, and then your council asked for a supplemental submission, which was uh, provided as well. Mr. McGuire is going to be here tonight. I'm sure if you want a testimony, council, or the letters were sufficient. I, mean, I, was, I was satisfied with the comments, but if you want to read the testimony, that's okay. It's really it looks pretty tough to drive. I don't think we need yeah. it. He doesn't need it. The easement does exist. It's there. I checked the title myself, so there's no issue. Okay. Any of these are uh, mutual agreements you've made? Is that something we have to put on the record? Or? John Anderson, uh, counsel for the objector, which is Marianne and Kristen, LLC, advisor Bush Tochi, uh, Marianne Ferragina, and Christina Olson. Uh, that LLC owns the Baines Hardware Building, it's 1092 Ocean Avenue, Block 15, Block 1, immediately adjacent to the property. Um, we, uh, as Mr. Fornicolo said, we have had some extensive discussions, um, collegial at times, possible at times, but uh, we're happy to say that we, we've come to a, a resolution that will allow us to withdraw um, our objection, contingent upon some conditions of approval, if the board is so inclined to approve the plans, um, and they are as follows, and I'll certainly invite Mr. Fornicolo to uh, amplify them or correct me. Um, number one, the plans uh, now depict and must continue to depict, and the construction will be done in such a way that there won't be plumbing walls. So they'll create their own wall, which can be a zero lock line wall, uh, with a certain exception I'll tell you about. Uh, number two is a small one. They're going to relocate a roof leader to the uh, north, uh, what's it called, the northwesterly side of the, um, the new building. Um, so it gets it out a little bit further, closer to River Avenue, away from our courtyard, hopefully prevent any kind of water accumulation. And number three, they had some doors that swung out into uh, our property, uh, the easement area that's described. They make them in-swing doors um, where uh, possible. I think it's only a garbage door. Um, some of these are a little bit bigger and, and more meaningful. Um, the real concerns have been our second floor windows. Uh, we're facing the right on the property line. We have two of them. We've agreed that the applicant may seal up uh, at their cost, their sole cost and expense, the window on the second floor that's nearest Ocean Avenue. Uh, we will handle any interior work, cheap rock painting, whatever they'll handle, block wall uh, on the exterior of their cost. Um, this is the big one, uh, and it's kind of a multi-part. We really have a strong concern about the uh, rear window on the second floor. It's a bedroom window, and we are subject to um, the DCA's jurisdiction as a multifamily building. It's a one-bedroom apartment, and it's required to have light and air, as well as an ingress-egress uh, window uh, for purposes of code. So what we've agreed there is that the applicant is going to kind of, in a sense, notch out the building, uh, create about 44 inches or so of space, uh, and they're going to install a covered um, outdoor stairwell. Uh, it's going to basically have a landing that is in the vicinity of our window. Uh, they may have a door of their own on the other side, so they can use it day in and day out to get in and out of their second floor. We would be able to use it pursuant to a perpetual easement, 
which I'll go into more detail on, uh, for purposes of emergency ingress and egress. Um, we just ask that they secure it uh, against unlawful intruders, so that nobody breaks into the apartment, while still <coughs> allowing unobstructed access for first responders and somebody getting out of the unit. We'll leave the, the details on that to the architects to come up with something in the past muster. So that staircase is different than what's shown on the plan? Uh, uh, shown on the That is what we saw on the plan, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, in association with that stairwell, we do need a recorded perpetual access uh, easement. It's going to obligate the applicant to construct the stairwell, to maintain the stairwell at their cost. Uh, it obligates them that the canopy will be high enough above the stairs to allow light and air in so that we can fulfill that requirement with the window. Um, and uh, let's see, they'll, they'll secure it as we mentioned. Um, there was some talk about whether it would be, strictly speaking, perpetual or whether it would be terminable at some point in time. In order to make it, strictly speaking, perpetual, what we've agreed to do is we'll make it a cross easement. Um, there's a 10-foot alleyway that we were just discussing in the rear. They already have an easement to be able to pull in and out trucks as long as they don't block it. And what we would do would be to uh, modify that easement slightly to allow for pedestrian foot traffic for people entering and exiting the stairwell that we're talking about. So if they had somebody that wanted to access their second floor, they could walk from River Avenue along that easement, um, you know, across our property and up those stairs, uh, or, you know, contrary-wise, they could walk out the building and across that easement. Um, one thing that we may not have mentioned, but I don't anticipate to be problematic, is because there'll now be trucks and people, we would just ask that the, um, the owner provide adequate proof of insurance and indemnify us in case one other people were to come in contact with a motor vehicle. Um, can, I, can I stop you? Yeah. Maybe I missed something. That staircase that you're installing is just an egress window, isn't it? You're installing a door there? There's so it's, the plans don't depict a door to, into our interior. Into, into yes, yeah, into yours, but right. We don't intend to have a door from our, our apartment. It would remain a window, but one that you could get out in the event of right. an emergency out to the stairwell. So the door you're referring to is actually in the beach from Joe's building? Yeah, I believe they there. He mentioned it. It's not currently depicted on the plants. The stair that staircase you're talking about on these plants? Yes. Yeah. yeah. On the most recent one. We want to do that today.
Now, you have an easement that says you can't have parking in the back. So have you discussed possibly uh, amending that easement so that you don't have truck traffic in the back, but rather you have parking in the back? So I think the problem with the parking is that we rely on that. Um, it's not an easement to us, it's, it's land that we own, and it's how we get our trash in and out of the multi-tenant uh, apartment building. It's an emergency means of ingress egress. There's a courtyard there with a number of fire escapes. So all the residents have an emergency that the exit those fire escapes and utilize that uh, right away. So from a practical perspective, what we wouldn't want to do is to create a safety concern by allowing permanent parking by them in the easement. In a sense, uh, they might have a hardship argument if... Well, it's a self-created hardship. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, they, bought the, they bought the property knowing that they couldn't have parking and they had no parking capability on site. And it's not, it's not, it's not it's your, your issue. I think I disagree. They want the property because it's a brand new building. Exactly. It's not like it's a building staying. It's a brand new building. You're creating the issue yourself. But there is an existing building whose property has been used. Which is going to be demolished and reconstructed. And, and you're asking for a lot yes. here. I mean, you, you can come in with a very small building yep. for a nice little retail shop that is one story, does not have any of the parking need that you need for this use. And you would limit your parking problem to, to a great extent. Instead of coming in with a takeout restaurant with counter space, uh, with tables on, the, tables on the balcony, I mean, you're creating all of these problems yourself because of what you're asking for. And you're doing nothing to ameliorate the parking situation because you happen to have something that says that you don't, you can't have parking in the back. I mean, that doesn't watch with me. If this is a self-created hardship, I've ever seen a self-created hardship. You're creating your own problem. Not to mention what they're proposing on the second floor, which is like a gigantic balcony and a mechanical, which is the entirety of the footprint, which is Ridiculous. I mean, let me be clear, that building's my floor, and I want that building done, but not at the expense of the town. We have no parking in this town. There's just no parking space, and we can't have applicants just keep coming in here and saying, well, there's a parking lot next door. No, there isn't, because there's no parking. And then that, eventually, someone's going to go on the Manhattan property, and that's going to, that's going to be there. Might very well be the Manhattan, I don't know. And there's going to be, and they're going to need parking. And there literally is no parking. He, the, the business that he, is, that he is proposing to operate, there's going to be no room for his employees or him to park to go to that business. They're just working. Mark, I, I, I understand where you're coming from on this issue about we'd like to create parking if possible. But we also have to recognize that probably 80% of all the businesses we have downtown don't provide zero parking. I understand that, David. All pre existing structures. Many of which we have proposed here in Walker. We have had those proposed for many of my more intentions than this. With zero parking. It was also a difference in the matter. It was a difference in the matter. Yes, it was. It shouldn't be penalized because the man out of the place there. Right there. Mr. Chairman, why don't we have the applicant explain the size of that easement area in the back right now? All right. So we know how big it is and whether or not it's parking. It's not allowed for parking. No, no, But just explain the size. Theorize how many spaces could fit there. With the roof and buildings. I'll put on one more condition that if you were so inclined to approve it, we'd like to, to have. 
and then I'll, I'll sit down and you can work with Mr. Fernicola. The only other thing that we're saying is um, the applicant will not be bound to do this, but if we mutually agreed on some modest changes to that stairwell in order to obtain uh, approval or endorsement from Seabrights Fire Code, Seabrights Construction, or DCA, the only thing we'd be asking in fairness, if it didn't change the building proper, you know, the applicant would be allowed to cooperate with us to achieve that without having to come back. Mr. Mason, let me ask you a question while you're up. If the applicant doesn't build the second floor, I think this is a one-story building, but the way it is now, do you need any of this? Uh, and I understand you just made an agreement with them, and, and that's if the application gets confused, uh, gets approved. Now I'm asking you, if, if, if the second, if the second-story windows are no longer being blocked because the one-story building the way it is today, do you need any of those things? I don't have a definitive answer for you. All I will say is that right now we're allowed to have a one bedroom, nobody's told us we can't have a one bedroom, and that's the way the site functions now. Uh, I don't know that that's any assurance that we can continue That's not what I'm asking. The only reason we're objecting to this application is you were concerned about the safety of those two windows, and now, they, and now they, this entire settlement agreement is based upon that. Oh, uh, that's correct. Okay. How does the window become a staircase? I don't understand that either. The window itself does not become a staircase. Somebody would exit through the window to a staircase that's adjacent. Well, what's there now? No, nothing. You would go out onto a rooftop. Right. So, well, no, there is a there is a fire escape there. Not not on that first floor. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. There anything else? I'd say the above the windows above. Is there anything else that we don't right now? Yeah. No. So, this is a consideration between the two of you, even though there's nothing there existing now. It's a consideration because the one-story building is proposed to go to two, so it would enable us to continue light, air, and an emergency egress, which we're required to have as a multifamily under the DCA's regulations. So what it does... Do you have that egress now? Like, you're required to have it now. How do you have it now? We have a window. Yeah. If you crawled out, it could be on a roof. You'd be on the roof of their building, right? So that's the problem. You're not providing egress. They're providing egress for us. They're in consideration no, for some big meters. Yes, exactly. Yeah, right. They're not going to go onto their building. Yeah. I didn't hear what you said. I didn't hear what you said. I said, not one for four meters. Because they're coming out on your roof. So technically, even if they pull back 44 inches, they can still build up the second story if it was granted and you'd still be in the same position you are now, except you're one better not have light here in open space, allegedly. Uh, yeah, which would mean. As I understand it, that would no longer be a one bedroom because DCA would deprive us of the use of that unit. So, what we're trying to do is to maintain the exact number of units on all three. Do you have anything in writing from DCA saying that it would be sufficient? I have a witness here that we could put on to substantiate it, but I'd rather let Mr. Fernicola run his case. Does he work for DCA? Does he work for DCA? Uh, no, but he has the IDC code sections with him that they use to regulate buildings like ours. Okay. So, okay if I absent myself for Mr. Franklin? Well, at this point, I don't know if I should, should we open it to the public if there's any questions of this testimony? Explain the size of the easement, how many cars would be parking there. If, now, 
the other party would have to give that permission to do that. Right. Now it's not allowed. I understand. So it would have to be a further negotiation outside of this board. Exactly. Yeah. And is this Mr. McGuire? Yes, this is Mr. McGuire. That's best. Thank you, Tim. The only way to get to that parking lot coming through the back would be through the easement. Right. After Wood Street. Understood. But if it's narrow enough, it would have to be taking back parking. We wouldn't be able to do You can have one space. I mean, my, my feeling is if you get one space, it's better than no space. No, I agree. I agree. And I'm very worried, as I said, we have, our park, we have no parking, as everybody knows. We have an employee parking lot on the Riverside, which is going to be going away. We have the Mulherrin parking lot, which is going to be going away at some point. You know, we're very lucky to have those right now. Where are those people parking? Mm -hmm. they, they have a parking count of plus six for the for this use. Where and are these people parking? We can't discourage development either, though. I mean, uh, I agree with you, Dave, but it don't have to be this development. Just because there approved to be a restaurant, and I'll ask, uh, you know, we can ask Jen. I mean, Jen, just because they're approved to be a restaurant, there are other uses that are approved in this zone, are there not? Yes, sir. And so they can do a lesser intense use and not have this parking lot. Let's say the rest of the uh, oh, area. Yeah, or something. Yes, my name is Hugh McGuire, my name is 611 of the Royal Middletown, New Jersey. I'm an attorney of law in the state of New Jersey. Uh, I have been an attorney uh, for 30 some odd years. Um, I'm going to accept this for now. Yeah, I didn't think we had to. Uh, <laughs> if you need to, if you need to, that's fine. Okay. He's testifying as an expert in titles. Okay. <laughs> it's not that you are, I will. Technically, the easement would be 10 foot 
by 70 feet with a small, and it's not listed on the map, but probably about a five or seven foot strip, which is 15 feet wide. This easement is to serve which property or all of them? Is uh, it specifically for the use of lot two? Correct. Yes, and if you go back prior in the title, what had happened is at one time lot two was actually 30 feet wide. It was two lots. And lot two, there was another lot, which was lot four, was 20 feet wide. And that was behind both lots two and lot three. That 20 foot lot, which was lot four, was split into two lots and added to lot two. And at the same time, lot two was then split down, making two L-shaped lots, which were labeled by the municipality in one of the tax maps, I believe it was the 1950s tax map, uh, was lot 2A and 2B. 2A became part of lot 3. That was deeded to the owners of lot 3. So that whole parcel, including the L-shape of lot 2 and lot 4, became part of lot 3. Lot 2 maintained its L-shape configuration, and that was then in this 1962 deed, a part of that lot, just the existing subject property today, was deeded to Mr. Vero, who was Mr. Fontana's predecessor in title, and the rear portion, the remaining portion of Lot 2 became the easement, and that's what the easement is today. Well, the, reason, the only reason I'm asking is, is if we were to, uh, if we could legally make a, uh, make that uh, allowable for parking, it wouldn't interfere with anybody else, and it's strictly for the use of Lot 2. So was right. there in the easement? Oh, no, you, you testified about garbage, right? So mentioned from 1962 that he reserved back to the owner of what is now lot one the use of that easement as well as the use of lot two and lot two's use was restricted only to ingress and egress unloading of a truck if necessary but no parking it specifically stated in the park. so let me just read it. this is the language in question together which is in caps with a right of ingress and egress over the 10-foot right of way in common with others from River Street to the rear of the property herein to be conveyed from the grantee shall have the right to load and unload a truck with reasonable dispatch, but in no event shall the grantee have the right to park a vehicle on the said premises. Is that the language? That's that exactly the language that's right. So it's explicit that parking is not permitted. The grantee would be the person or the land benefiting from the use of the best What about access into a garage on the set? As far as access to garage, it's not mentioned in the easement. It wasn't covered. I mean, at that time, probably in 1962, that wasn't thought. Uh, question, I think, is the physical configuration. I can obviously yeah. testify to that, but the physical configuration it's only 10 foot wide, I'm not sure how you could swing a vehicle. And it also, I don't know how that would interfere with the operations on the, uh, on the hardware store section because of that, just from viewing the site, that is where they have garbage, fire escapes come into that area. So. 
I, I couldn't answer that point. And just for the reference, the, the easement itself is actually perpendicular to the lot number two. That's correct. They wouldn't be able to turn out of it. And that's why I pointed out, Ms. Corbin, that it's perpendicular and it would require a turn as opposed to the course. Ms. Corbin, do you agree with the way they got turned? With a car? With a car. And stay within the easement. In that area, the easement would be 15 feet by the width of the line of 15 feet. And 10 by 15. Well, it's 10 by 15. Is that a turn to 10? It turns to 10 from River Street behind lot 3. When it gets to lot 2, it becomes wider. Is that what you said? When it gets after lot 3, correct, when you pass lot 3. Right. So after lot 2, it's about 15 feet wide. Is that correct? It's about 15 feet. You can probably do it, but it would be difficult. And you might have to back out. It's a good point. Smart car. Yeah. It's all set speed stuff, so it could be done. It's awkward. It's not practical. It's, you know, and it would be blocking any ingress for the hardware store property next door. And heading back out. You pull it and head back out. Well, I'm sure any garbage truck, if it ever goes in there, it probably doesn't. But it does. If it does, it will probably back out. Or back in and front out. Yeah. It's not too late for that. It's not too late for that. I don't, I don't, I know, I know what you want to talk and I agree with you, but I don't think it's practical. Well, it's not up to them anyway, because there's a prohibition on the easement that says they can't do it. So it's not, so it's not an issue. But what's still an issue is they're creating their own parking issue by the type of business that they are proposing. And they don't need this type of business. They can have a less intense use on this property and not have this parking barrier. But everybody has a right to build something on their lot. You don't have a reason. You do not. Yes, but there needs to be done. And having a six-plus parking barrier is not necessarily a reason. But providing another storefront on Mansion Avenue for the public, I think, is a good place. And I would agree. And it could be a nice retail shop. It doesn't have to be a takeout restaurant with a second floor. Obviously. It's a permitted use under the zone. Yeah, but just because something's permitted does not, in general, I will ask you as our planner, just because something's permitted, does that mean you might not get the highest and best use that's permitted for the property? No. Thank you. So, yes, the applicant could put two spaces by removing, let's say, 15 to 18 feet of the building. But they wouldn't be able to negotiate that. But it would be very difficult to get into those spaces. They probably would have to either back in or back out and front end or front out and not be able to do two-way traffic anywhere. Do you agree it's not practical? It's not practical. It's difficult. Mr. Vice Chairman, one of the other recommendations by the planner is we make sure that they can get delivery access to the back of the building. I understand Mark's concern and I share that concern, but we do want to make sure that delivery is motivated to be in the back of the building and not in the front because we know how that goes on Ocean Avenue. Well, I don't disagree with anything that's coming up at this point, but I also don't think it's fair to restrict a new business from opening there where everybody else has the opportunity to enjoy all the variances that we've given over the years as far as parking, unloading, loading, 
I mean, Angelica Restaurant is the most busy restaurant on the East Coast. And they don't have one single parking space. They take their garbage pails out to the front, and they, their deliveries are out front. I mean, we, we allow all our businesses to survive with those with these hardship things. Exactly. If there's the ability to load from the rear, which they have, yeah. we should require. Okay. Right. We shouldn't perpetuate a bad situation just because we've done it in the past. If there's an ability to avoid no, I to say we've done this in the past. We, Angelica's predates Sammy. Tommy's, more or less, even though it was a post-Sammy approval, was right after Sammy, and nobody had any idea the town was going to blow up the way it has. So to compare it to any, and same thing with Matt Hatter, which I don't know if anybody on this board actually voted for the Matt Hatter applications, because I didn't vote it, you voted no. I voted no. He voted no. So you Matt Hatter is a bad example. So nobody on this board voted for the Matt Hatter I'm sorry, I, 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 no, I'm just, I, I think 
what, I'm standing and hearing what you're saying. It's been seven years that absolutely nothing has been done to this property. And well, there was there were prior issues that that this property was subject to potential acquisition by eminent domain. I was the attorney at the time. We were objected to it, and being you know that's actually my true area, especially is eminent domain. And one of the problems that you have as a property owner that if you if you know that your property is being subject to eminent domain and you go ahead and you seek approvals, that there's case law in the appellate division of the state that. Um, it can't be considered in the valuation of the property. So it's really the proverbial rock and hard place because you make your application, you hire the attorney, engineer, and planner, you come in, you get the approvals, and the property is subsequently acquired, then of course none of that can be considered. So it's, a, it's, it's tough. And then you have the situation where if you don't do anything for seven years, uh, you don't have a claim to say, well, I sat around waiting for you to take the property and you never took the property. So as someone who specializes in that area, whether it's Seabright, Jersey City, you know, Atlantic City, that's the dilemma that you're in this hard, you know, this difficult position when your property is subject to a potential acquisition by an extending. And the law recognizes that. Are you saying you received correspondence from the borough saying that the borough was going to condemn the property? There was a redevelopment plan that gave the, that gave the um, power to acquire it. The redeveloper was trying to, which is the first step, to acquire the property. And we were objecting to that. So we didn't have to be, my understanding at the time was that, that your client was in agreement with the redeveloper and was jointly involved in that application. That was unfortunately to me, you were incorrect. That was the that never happened. Go ahead. <laughs> I didn't say it never happened. You were incorrect because there was an original uh, redeveloper and that was true. Then you had a different redeveloper and they were no longer interested in a joint venture. They wanted to acquire the property. That's where it changed. Okay, that did not that's, you. Where, that's, in, that's where you're incorrect. Mr. Bernthal, I was on counsel. Yeah. You're incorrect. Okay. There was never more than one redeveloper for that piece of property. There was only one redeveloper for that property that was ever designated as a redeveloper for that piece of property. So I don't know what you're talking about. So there was a second redeveloper, you're being correct. Okay. Well, and your client is not even in the background that I'm correct. So I don't know. Well, I can tell you this because I was involved in it in their efforts to acquire the property. And was the property subject to potential taking by a mint and made based on the designation? What's it? What's was it an area? Was it a uh, area of redevelopment? It was area of redevelopment. And that's what, and that's council. You agree that's what conveys when you make that uh, definition. That that's what grants the municipality the power to acquire the property by eminent domain. Correct. I would agree, but it was never subject to eminent domain. Well, no, it wasn't be developed. All right, let's get back to the application. Is his, act, is his testimony finished then? Yes, that's fine. Okay. Okay, so there was a question for Mr. Anderson just to verify who is the owner of the underlying property where the easement, and that is the same owner as the owner of Blackwell. So it's his client's property. Oh, okay. Okay, just to confirm that. And Blackwell is the, okay. The bank. The Okay, any other, anybody have any more questions of this uh, testimony? If not, we'll open it to the public. Is there anybody in the public that has a question on this testimony we just listened to from Mr. McGuire? Okay, if not, uh, we'll close the public portion and we'll move on to the next.
Agenda Metos. It's the Agenda A L L E N D. Oh, Metos. Okay. I'm trying to pronounce it correctly. Why don't you come in? I don't know if you testified last time. I just wanted. Okay, so you continue under oath. Sure. Thank you so much. Did you prepare a revised plan since your last appearance before this board on March 8, 
whatever pedestrians you have in the winter, uh, but it is to take cash out. That's the intent. Right, so if you get rid of the seats in the front, you get rid of the counter area. Why do you want strong? Well, I didn't need all this room. Why do you want strong? Yeah. I mean, if you look at this, this entire front of this restaurant, take out, is being, as I look at it, is for the seating on this in the front, and you have space in the counter space. So, so we can make, we can definitely, we have to define uh, the, the, all the equipment that's going to be used for, for the takeout restaurant. We can make a, a larger counter, work counter, not a sitting down counter or a standing counter. We can make a bigger counter. Um, then we can use a bigger kitchen. Um, uh, and, and that's the reason, you know, we wanted to utilize what we can have the right to, and that is, um, a, a large enough place where, if you think about it, um, you have a bunch of people coming out at once, you want to have some, some room uh, to, to navigate. So I, I don't think you want to have a counter right up against the front entrance of the building. Uh, you want to have some relief. So uh, I, I think this is, this is sensible. It's not. It's not there are other businesses in town that have the counter space right up against the Right, and they, that, because they have no choice. But right. You know, we, I think we, we're just having to build it, we're doing it right. Okay. This is only 15 feet wide total. You take yeah. away the outside walls and sheetrock and everything, you're making up with less than 16 feet. Yeah. Am yeah. yeah. I just going back that this building is too big? I, it's 15 feet wide. Yeah, it's okay. quite a bit. Yeah. So, yeah. so, yeah. we, we only have 13 feet inside. We, we have structure, we have insulation. We have 13 feet, so that's... From the tip of my finger to the tip of my one finger, that's six feet. So you double this, you double this, and you have a sense. And right where Mr. Frenicola is, that's the width of the building. So when you have a counter, you know, you have a few people, the, the place is full. It's a very small space, um, and we, we really don't have much. If you come in, that is the question that we have. The width is, is challenging, but you're, you're like 72 feet deep. Right. So the question becomes, I'm not saying that the counter has to be up against the street, but like, what are you doing with the balance of the 72 feet if people aren't sitting there? If there's a counter, people come in, get their food and leave. If you come in and make an order, you have to wait for them to Yeah, I, I get that. You I'm can just go saying, outside. And, and then the entire second floor, 72 feet long, is an office, a balcony, and like, it, it just... It is. It just seems it just seems exorbitant on the second floor as well. I mean, an office for a, a takeout restaurant does not need to be 72 feet by 15 feet. That's exorbitant. So like, I, I just feel like, to, to Mr. Lexington's point, what you're showing on the plans is, in my humble opinion, not exactly representative of what you're describing as the operation. If it's a takeout restaurant, I don't understand the two stories. I don't, like, if, if, if it's just takeout, the office can be on the first floor, could be a one-story building. I, I'm not understanding the necessity for two full floors, seven square, and that office is like as big as my downstairs. Like, I, I'm not understanding why the meet, like, and what's the balcony for? I have, a, I, have a, I have a small house, too. Yeah, I understand your point, but I disagree. Okay, that's great. I totally disagree with your point of view. Uh, like, I, like I said, um, this is not a place where you just evaporate in the water. You need space to move around. This is only about 12 feet wide. We have a space 
that adds some relief when you come in there's a landing on top. We have this balcony that you refer to on the first floor and on the second floor. We have a, um, a uh, handicap uh, ramp um, lift on the front that takes space and we need to have room for that to operate properly. So most of the space is not really being used uh, most of the time, but it's needed for handicap accessibility. You can see we have a handicap bathroom, we have the stairs to go up to the second floor. That takes much of the space, and then we have a small kitchen in the back. That takes care of the first floor. This is not by any means, and please uh, understand that this is not by any means a big place. So, so you're taking up space and you have stairs going up to the second floor. And then if you eliminate the stairs to the second floor, then you don't have a second floor, you don't need the space that the stairs are taking up. Uh, right, right, we can get right if we don't have a second floor, but we want the second floor. That's why we want the second floor. My plan wants to operate his business from the second floor. And that's why we have an office on the front side. It's not 72 feet deep. It was 37 feet, including the state. Okay? And then in the back, we have storage. We don't have a basement. We need storage. We need dry storage. We need all kinds of storage. It's a takeout place, so you don't have a, a, a dishwasher that will take care of, of utensils and things like that. So we have to have a, a big enough storage on the second floor to accommodate the restaurant. So by no means, I, I'm in complete disagreement that this is a, a big place, it's oversized. I think you miss reading what we're trying to do here. How many square foot is it on each floor? It is not under the first square foot of the first floor. Okay, on the, uh, on the, it's the same on both floors, and it's uh, 939 square feet. On each floor. On each floor, yeah. Okay. That's not water by any Not at all. No, my master bedroom is 1,000 feet. Okay. Yeah, your master bedroom is 1,000 square feet. It doesn't necessarily have to be an office just for his takeout business. He may have another office. Maybe he's a That's a totally different application. If it's multiple uses on a single property, that's a totally different application. Well, that's not a multiple use from the chairman is saying if he has other businesses and he's doing his office work there. I'm not talking about renting it out. What is it? That's a good shot. I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. That's a good yeah, there was a situation just last week, we remained in the final week for our last week, uh, where there was a large organization, I think it was a hospital or whatever, was having a beach party and they had started raining. And uh, everyone had to go over to the beach because it was raining. They were half jammed into cars, but they had such a small front area that they actually always had to block the sidewalk because there was not enough room inside for them to, to gather or stand while they were under the pizza. You can't, you know, you can go through the city and go anywhere. This is not considered a large space. Almost any takeout place anywhere you go, you, you need a, a gathering space where people are rolling in the building and waiting. Uh, this, yeah, this, this is not a place. It's not a place. I'm Steve. I'm just going to say I completely disagree with you. So. No, you didn't have to. We weren't trying to get to the sidewalk. We were not. I have many times lost the sidewalk in Seabright on many, many occasions. I have seen what it's like. It's crazy. I acknowledge that. We're not in the business of the planning board to provide shelter for uh, crowds coming off the beach. Well, we're not. Is that our job to design shelter? If somebody wants to come in and order some food and he wants to be out of the elements, what's wrong with that? That's not our job. We, we obviously know you're not you don't like this application, so take it easy.
we're trying to be practical, right? We have, we have six feet from the edge of the counter to the wall, six feet, from the tip of my finger to the tip of my finger. That's all we have. I'm always here looking at a sign. You have three feet to go to the bathroom. That's it. This is not, I think, Wait. because of the proportions, I'm sorry, let me finish. Before the proportions, the, the proportions of the building, they seem very long and narrow, and it seems like a big building. We can walk across. This is a tiny space. We, we, we named this the nugget in, in our office. This is the thing that has you know, taken forever. It's a tiny space. Parking is impossible, not practical, impossible. I'm going to go away. I'm going to say it's impossible to provide parking. The only way you can provide parking is creating a curve, raising the building above the advisory and the seabright um, BFE, raising it to uh, a garage level, put a curve here, go in, tandem parking, you can put two, and then come out of ocean, but that's insane. I don't think any of us Everyone here is suggesting that you should be providing parking on the site unless you were able to uh, make an agreement with the next door neighbor and you leave yourself in that condition, which then would be possible. So no one's suggesting that you should have parking. What I am suggesting to you, what I am suggesting is not your it's not up to you. I get that. What I'm suggesting to you is that the reason you have this parking barrier is because you want this use and you don't need to have this use. Any use. Here would require parking. It would require six spaces, but if it requires one, it's the same. If it requires one or six, it's the same variance. We need parking. So it's not the same variance. It's not the same variance. It's not the same variance. But the agenda is that the the same variance is plus six spaces versus one. No, one space is one space, six spaces, six spaces. I'm not saying you still need a parking variance, you still need the same relief. The extent of the relief is different between six and one. So that's like saying you've got 100 spaces or you need one space, it's the same relief. I mean, it's not. But a carryout restaurant doesn't have people parking or staying there. They come, they pick up their stuff, and they leave. Where they're walking people to take their food and eat. This is an insanity. You've never driven to a takeout restaurant to pick up food and then leave. Can park with parking, Mr. Vegetable. Excuse me, can we let them continue with their testimony? Yeah. I agree. We've had the same fight six times. At least let them finish. I will I reiterate that we're trying to accommodate uh, uh, a new business for the pedestrian, for the local um, you know, uh, patrons. It's not for somebody to come from another town, try to find parking to come up. I, I hope we have the best and most successful business. Um, and, and this becomes a very popular place. But the intent is to really feed the beach goers. It's it's on a, it's a you know I don't think there's a sandwich shop right around here. So there's a lot of pizza and a lot of racing down places. We know there's a sandwich shop right there. Yeah, it's called Sunny's. Okay, I wasn't aware. But uh, we're going to have something like that. Okay. Good. So. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> okay, why don't you this this give a brief description of the uh, stairwell to the rear thing you had that is added on the So what we've done, as uh, so you can see here on the lower level, and this is the uh, garage um, restaurant level, and the second floor is that we've notched out a space that's 44 inches wide to allow for a metal, uh, non-combustible, fire-rated stair that would allow um, the neighbor to climb out the window and end up in the landing area.
around 24 inches below the window sill. So this height, and then we'll be able to get out onto a landing area and then go down the steps into that easement area in the back. In case of an emergency, that bedroom we have that access. We would probably also provide a stair. We haven't done it on this side of the but we may we'll provide a door from the second floor um, so we have the same access. Um, and so, you know, we have, we've described already what the size of the office is and why we need it and the size of the storage and why we need it. Um, we have a kitchen in the rear, um, obviously, to provide for the, for the sandwich shop. And um, we have a handicapped bathroom and we have the um, handicapped platform um, to access uh, because we're um, raising the building to meet the Seabright um, BFE, so, base renovation. Would, would it be fair to say that you're installing that notched out stairs as an accommodation to the neighbor to avoid any objection to the application because it really doesn't affect your application? That is correct. Any other alternative that can be utilized? I mean, I, I don't think that that is going to pass muster. That 44 well, inches, there's no. Well, if I could help, the, um, I did have a conversation with the building department today, and, and, and as I understand it, uh, there have been conversations with somebody in this room about uh, the, I don't know what maybe, uh, about, about that stairway and how it will never pass the building department. Uh, and I don't know why. Do you know anything about that? Yeah, I've been privy to all the conversations. Okay, so are they wrong? Are they right? Uh, and we're going to this application, and we're going to be back here. No, I mean, we would come back. Well, it's, it's been handled primarily by the attorney, by the objector. And we've, we've taken the position. What, what, what we agreed to do was modify the plan to provide the stairway to address their concern with the adjacent property owner bearing responsibility to have it approved for use of their property. Because we don't need to come back. We can have the stairway. We don't have to come back if the adjacent property owner is not permitted to use it as emergency access. That doesn't require us to come back. So there'd just be no stairway? No, there would be a stairway. They just wouldn't have legal access to it. We wouldn't take out the stairway. We're gonna, we have a plan to build a stairway. So you're going to build a stairway to nowhere? Oh, no. no. Stairway that can't be used. Uh, I don't believe that it can't be used. The question is not whether we can use or not use the staircase. The question is whether the staircase would be sufficient to persuade DCA that our single bedroom apartment has to remain a single bedroom apartment. So they can't tell you you can't use the staircase in an emergency. What they would say is that's well and fine, but it does not allow you to continue to use that apartment as a one bedroom apartment. Was there any consideration, and I'm just asking, was there any consideration to just pulling back on the second story and letting go of the non-chap and creating a flat roof so that you went from a two-story back to a one-story in the rear so that that bedroom would have access to a flat roof like you've done now? That, that's possible, but it would not release them of, of, of the egress requirement. Like, I, don't, I don't think that would meet the code
Mr. Anderson, I don't know who he is, but he's raising his hand. His name is Mike Simpson. He's our architect. Um, I want to hijack Mr.
Um, you'd be willing to design the stairwell in such a way that uh, you could restrict access for ne'er-do-wells, people that want to unlawfully enter while still allowing free access to the, the fire officials, first responders? Yes. How would you do that with a lockbox? Um, we can have a lockbox and then have a panic hardware, like, like you see on that door, which says exit only. So you can have access from the easement, but you can push out in case of an emergency. And the fire department will have a lockbox in the back. And if I may, the, the gutter leader is running out to the north side of the building? It's uh, on the north side of the building, yes. Okay. And is there anything running to the front? No. Everything is running to the back. You think there'll be a problem with erosion going over in that area? It's not paved. Um, I, I, I it's not paved the whole area, but it's concrete up to a certain point and stops. Yeah. Um, if we allowed you to put a splash block on our property, would you be willing to do that to prevent the erosion or a hole in there? Sure, that's not a problem. I mean, we're doing concrete on the beach of the entire structure as well. So. Thank you. That satisfies your concern on that specific issue. Um, all right. Um, and then the, the stairwell itself would be designed in such a way that the canopy or cover would be kind of elevated with enough space to allow light and air into that alleyway? Yes, it would be integral to the stairs. It would not be attached to the new building or the existing adjacent building. It would be part of the stairs. Right, I have no further questions for this witness, and I defer to um, counsel here as to whether he wants to continue his case in chief as planned or whether he wants to put Mr. Simpson on to speak to this uh, issue involving DCA and uh, the other world. Mr. Anderson, just as a question, is, is this canopy cover an integral part of your condition or is that just, you know, like, let's keep people dry? Uh, I suspect it's keeping people dry and preventing snow accumulation on the stairs. That will, uh, so if that was an issue, there's flexibility because you're really looking just to maintain the stairs in order to have the unit. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, it's, I, I don't know if it's indispensable to my client. It's, it's really intended to please another audience, you know, building fire or DCA. Okay, I want to, uh, need to open to the public again. Or, or we finish with this testimony now? We're finished with this testimony. And I'll open it to the public once more if there is any questions for this testimony that we've been listening to. Not, we'll close it. Mr. Francola, you got next. I guess there was a request to hear from Mr. S uh, Simpson, the adjacent property owner's uh, architect. So, I don't know. Okay, then we'll talk. We have our uh, engineer, Mark Lutard. Okay. Mr. Anderson, you can you can call him as... Uh, no, I'm not calling him. I bet you were... Yeah. Oh, I Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. 
for me. <laughs> <laughs>
I think that there's just too much weight being placed on the parking demand for this use because I think a lot of the people that are going to go here are already in town. Nobody's driving here from Long Branch to go get a sandwich to where the town and leave. Um, and as well as an office use upstairs, it's not an office use that's generating trips from the public. This is an office for the building owner. So it's his office. So he's working in the restaurant and it's his office. He's not opening up the realtor upstairs where people are going to come in and see property listings. It's his. He's the only guy using it. So, you know, the fact that there's a table on the balcony, to me, doesn't really mean anything because I have a table on my deck at home, but that doesn't mean that, you know, I'm generating more people living in my house because I have a table. So, I think this is probably the best use of this property because of the constraints that come with it. And, Mark, can I, can I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah. Is this going to be a good takeout place or going to be a horrible takeout place? <laughs> you mean the quality of the food? I hope it's fabulous. I hope it's fabulous too. And if you don't think people will travel to Seabright to go and get fabulous food, you're wrong. I mean, we see it all the time. People come here, as Mr. DeSeo said, Angelica's has no parking, and they are one of the most popular Italian restaurants in New Jersey. Yeah, it's hard to compare. I'm not, compare I'm not comparing the two, but not what I'm doing, Mr. Carnival, is what was just testified to was. No one else is going to move to this place unless they're well. That's the engineer's opinion. That a sandwich shop is not going to generate people from coming to other towns and passing several other sandwiches. And, and, and it's not, and I'm telling you that it's a good sandwich shop, which hopefully it will be, and plenty of good sandwich shops all around the area where people do travel to, and, and because of the product and the quality of the product. So just to say, no one's going to come here because it's a sandwich shop is just factually incorrect. If it's a good product, they will come. It's only 30-minute parking in front of this building. You can't stay there anyway. So people are going to have traffic and spaces are going to be changing all the time. And this is only in the summer where this is tragic. Uh, two or three months of the year. The rest of the year, you don't have a problem with parking. Uh, Can I say something? Uh, you know, Seabright is three miles long. We live all the way at the very end of Seabright. I do not walk into town. If I want to get something in town, I drive into town. And most of my neighbors do. People from the other end of town, very few of them, you know, all that multiple housing going up at the other end of town, the north end, people don't walk into Seabright. The only people who you're talking about are local people who live like right downtown people. Most of us in Seabright live a good distance from the downtown. So we're not walking there. We're going to have to park our car, go get our sandwich, get back in our car. And uh, the other thing is, Lucky Dog also has their own parking. Their foot space is in back of the, their store. You missed that. Let me What I'll say to is a perfect example is a restaurant that's in Cedar Fins. But there are people that come from Belmar, from South Belmar, from Manuscon, from Spring Lake, from Spring Place, they all come because of this particular sandwich shop to come get the sandwich and leave. So I agree that just because it's a sandwich shop doesn't necessarily equal its only walk-up traffic. You know, like for example, Sins has a restaurant in Point B. I live in Tom's River. I drive from Tom's River to Point Borough to get a sandwich from Sins. So I agree with you that just because it's a sandwich shop doesn't equal no traffic. 
Because if it's a good sandwich shop, then mm -hmm. people will travel. We're such a long town. Yeah. You know. You're long and narrow, so yes. I think we would have to agree, though, that the vast majority of people going to these shops are people who are going to the beach and in town. And the I 100% agree with that. The demographics of our town, I live in South End, I walk into town. But the mass majority of our people are people who are coming to the center of town, which is what this kind of shop is going to service. I, I don't disagree. I walk because I know I'm not going to get a spot to fall. And I accept that. And if you don't accept that, then you don't go to the shop. You go when it's not busy. I, you know, our master plan says we're supposed to encourage businesses downtown. The way you're talking here sounds like, no, 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 no. I, I, let's finish the testimony. I just want to add one thing. To reject that you're having a sandwich shop on this property, which is in dire need of some sort of redevelopment, okay, based on parking, just seems arbitrary to me because of this entire list of every permitted use in the zone. You can't reasonably pick one of the uses that isn't going to generate parking demand. And I know you said there'll be one that's less. The only thing I could be less would be like just an accountant sitting in their office who doesn't get any clients whatsoever and they just typing away at the computer and there's no customer involved whatsoever, just says store park. But that's not that's not what is that's not what the market's asking for. The market's not looking for insurance offices and TV repair stores and antique shops. Nobody's opening up a bookstore. The market is food. Everywhere I go, every town, and we do work in similar towns like South River and North Town, Field, Borough, Mountain, Point Pleasant Beach, North Grants. These are all places that have like a downtown area. Nobody's opening up a clothing store or a jewelry shop. It's all food everywhere you go. So unless you want a vacant store for after six months, the best use here is food. It's a pickup use. You go out, you stand in the counter, you take your sandwich and leave. Maybe you ride your bike there if you don't want. Okay? But I think that anything on this entire list of permit use in the zone is going to generate some kind of a parking demand. And there's just no feasible way to provide parking. May I ask another question, knowing I think the statement was made that it was going to be a seasonal rest, like kind of seasonal takeout shop? Someone said seasonal. We didn't say that. Okay. No, no, no. Sorry. So I was going to say if it was seasonal, thinking about upstairs as office space connected to that, the seasonality of the shop, is that the best use of the upstairs? That was just a thought that I had right through my mind. It's his office. Yeah. He works there. You know, so... Well, we could do it also. We could ask for a restriction on the uh, fact that they would never, they would be forbidden from ever renting that space upstairs. It's only for the use of the owner of the building. I, I think you actually have to pass through the restaurant to get to that office. It's not like it has its own entry. So I don't know who would want to rent that if everybody has to walk through the restaurant. I'm, I'm just going to say this, Mark, uh, Ms. Wilbur, I'm sorry. It's the same thing. Bungalow um, Road, not a food establishment, just opened the right, uh, I think two years ago, three years ago. Screaming successful. Which one? Bungalow Road. No off street park? No, I agree with you, Steve. But my point of the map, when you make my point, it's a very successful restaurant, it is not food. I mean, it's a very successful retail store, and it's not food. And you're making my point. That but I mean, we, we, have, we have an ordinance, uh, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe we have an ordinance that uh, allows if that tenant were to change from a television store to a food store, it's permitted use in the zone. 
with a variance for both building permits and lot coverage is a huge detriment to the borough because it's exactly the way it is it was blocked. In, in your opinion, is there a positive reason for granting the variance and no substantial negative impact? Yeah, I mean, first of all, we're proposing committees, okay, which instead of an impact, it's a benefit because we're doing some of the properties underutilizing this has severe limitations. Um, going back, you know, this property is 15 feet wide. Do you think that that meets the hardship under the C1 criteria? Um, Let's, let's take a step back. No, because you said... Board Attorney, I'm going to ask you to make a ruling here, okay? That she's the planner for the board. She's and, not the... And she's contradicting the statement that you just placed on the board. She's making, in effect, an objection. He hasn't answered the question. If she wants to rebut it, that's fine. My point is... I think the objection was to what you were saying. So now we're at C1, and the whole time we're at C2. You didn't send out by some letters to, to qualify under hardship, so I would stick to C2. Okay, okay so C2, vanilla box, okay? So obviously, you said it's an infill project, the lot's 15 feet wide. And a 15 foot wide lot in this zone does come with a lot of difficulties and limitations for development. So the first one is on my area. We need 3,000 square feet, we have 1,076. We have a minimum lot width requirement of 50 feet, we only have 15 feet to work with. And I stated before, the 15 foot rear yard setback, which by the way, there's no rear yard setback presently, but again, the building's being demolished. You know, it's difficult to comply with because we have to provide a space that's usable for whatever tenant is in there. Now, there's also a building coverage limitation, which is 50%. If you apply 50% building coverage to this property, the maximum size building you could have is 538 square feet, which is probably smaller than this room. So, you know, again, I think there is a balancing act between what is the practicality of building something on this lot without zoning it to any utility and saying, you know, this thing is useless, you can't put a structure here without granting some relief. And the other hand is that if you grant that relief, is it really creating an detriment in any way, shape, or form? We already know we can't put parking, okay? So now the answer is, do you want a business here, and whether it's a sub shop or anything else on this list of permitted uses, okay? Because right now, there's nothing there, and I think that the major detriment is leaving it the way it is. So I don't think that what they're asking for is un impractical, okay? I understand there are certain issues with the details of the application, um, which is fine. And we're trying to address those details as best we can. Um, but again, I think that the lot comes with some very serious constraints. We've worked on this for over many, many years. It's been a difficult lot to develop. And I just think that, you know, granting the relief would only serve as a positive to the uh, area. Okay. Is there a bill zoning that you're making? Sure. So there's in the statement of policies in the master plan. No, no, not the master plan. Oh. Well, and now you are a goal of zoning under Section 2. There are three. Okay. These are the goals. To encourage municipal action to guide the appropriate use or development of low land in the borough in a manner that will promote the public health, safety, and morals in general. Right? That was number one. Number two is to secure safety from fire, flood, panic, and other natural and man-made disasters, specifically including the protection of life and property from coastal storm and flooding. And the third one is to provide adequate light, air, and open space. Now, the first one is to guide 
appropriation development, I think that this property, being that it's in a business zone and the use is appropriate for the area, is consistent with what's available as someone that would be looking at the receiver. So I think it's consistent with that. We're asking for a use charge, so I wouldn't have much of a discussion with you tonight. To secure from fire floods, coastal storm, I think we already discussed that we're elevating this building so that that was no longer an issue. And then adequate weather and open space, we did reduce the size of the building, including the height of this building, and the multitude of uses in the building to provide more light, air, and open space. I'm sorry we can't give you 15 feet in the back of the building in the alley, but honestly, I don't think that that 15 feet does anything for anybody other than limit the available usability of what could be inside the structure. So I think that we are forwarding those purposes of zoning. And you know, again, I feel that being in the central business district, which contains most of the borough's retail and restaurant uses, you know, you fit right in. Um, basically, you know, just quoting from your master plan, this district encompasses about 3.4% of the borough's total land area. Um, which is not a lot. But I think you have to do a lot with something that's not a lot, and I think it's it's fine. Okay. Any board members have any other questions? Mm -hmm. No questions, Ms. Weston. Okay, we'll open it to the public. Is there anybody in the public that would have a question about this testimony we just listened to? And then we'll close that portion of it. There's one thing I would like you to bring up is I saw you have a rendering of what the state is going to look like. I think that's kind of important. But we have to point out that the building to the right now is going to be four stories. Thank you. Because we'll tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth for purposes of this application. Thank you. Thank you. Can you please state your name and your credentials for the record or your uh, affiliation? Joseph Fontana, the owner, and I plan on being the user of the establishment. Thank you, Mr. Fontana. So we should have, we should have this more. So, so can you tell uh, for purposes of identification, um, that is a rendering? Yes. And was the rendering created by Mr. Fontana or by your architect? Yeah. Okay. Mr. Fontana, are you familiar with the, with the exhibit that Mr. Critical is holding in front of you? Yes, I'm more than that at all. Okay, so we're going to mark this as a A1. Is it already on the A1 pins or there any prior um, exhibits? No, I think you used everything that was on. Okay. No, it was on your one. So we're going to mark this as exhibit A1 and note it as a rendering. Thank you. Accessible. 
little park bench there, and the steps obviously to get up to the first floor establishment. Like he said, you needed uh, at least six feet there. <coughs> a little wheelchair will come up and have to back up and make a turn. So that outside use is never going to be for people to gather. It's more of an in and out. It's too busy, too slow. And it's the same small balcony off my office upstairs. My attention is the same seven years later now as it was the day I remember coming before you brought saying, I'm retired, I'm bored out of my skull, and I'm going to be the owner and operator of this establishment. And I'm still waiting seven years later to accomplish that same goal. We reduced the third story. Anything it took to accommodate is or just to get me to the next level. Seven years of real long time of dream. I come down every season, go on the beach, and it just looked like it's a one day. So when you plan to use the, uh, the second story? It's the same thing. When I'm upstairs, shop downstairs, the storage in the rear goes like a little bit more garbage. Because they didn't want garbage outside the barrels, so there's no use of down below. We never get washed out if there was anything on the floor. So that's why the storage is really upstairs. Taking into consideration that I'm only 13 foot clearance and you put a lot more on each side, really. So now we're going to and then the office, that's it. So the office and the storage room is in the rear, plus I believe the mechanicals are first Yeah. On the second floor. Yeah. So the second floor is being also used to house all the mechanicals, HPAC, and hardware, things of that nature. And you, your, your architect had made certain concessions about removing uh, tables and chairs. Do you agree with those concessions? No. So you would have no sit down uh, for your patrons, nor would any of the counter sits up and down, unless it's just going to be a bare open square typical front area where there would anybody put their pocketbook down just to go and get your money out of your credit card or whatever the case may be. What there was in general, that's fine. The upstairs office will be used only for his personal use and not for rent? Personally, myself. And not for rental? Not for rent at all. You can't pay, you can't go to my establishment to get upstairs and I'm the owner operator of both. No, well, you could modify things in the future. I just want to have that restriction on it that we do approve it. Right, you're not going to travel with the next owner. You're not always going to be the owner of the premises. So I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, it ain't right to go upstairs. I'm not looking for that. I'm not trying to blow it up. I'm trying to scale it down as much as I can to make you guys happy. So for clarification, is he getting rid of the counter space, or is he not getting rid of the counter space? Because you asked him, Mr. Furnifal, and I heard him say, okay, I still have the counter space. The table chairs. Yeah, they're, they're, they said the testimony was they're going to remove the table chairs in the counter that was on the side. However, they were leaving the depth in to have the counter so that people could be in the space. So there's so still going to be the wall counter. But no sit-down. No sit-down. Right. No sit yeah, but that's not on the fence anyway. There was no okay. sit-down on the side. Yeah. I, I just wanted to understand what it is in the end of the house in front of the counter they have chairs. So the digital chair and maybe six feet. So the chairs are it makes a stable ball. To answer the question as to whether I would be year round or seasonal, it would be on whether the area allowed it would be if the business is there and the people are happy and they like it. Why would I keep it open? I'm basically retired. So that's what I was looking forward to doing. 
outside of you now what we approved for to be built next to you on the right hand side? Yes. To the north side. Oh, where should I be? No, no, you, you know what they proposed what we approved for that? Yes, I have. It's going to be a four story building. This ticket depicts three stories. That's actually going to be four or five, almost five stories, isn't it? Yes. Well, yeah, I believe that was just my, my rendered shot guy just putting a building no, what, I'm to, what I'm trying to help the board understand or look at is, is the proportion of the streetscape. If, I know Mark is interested in doing a one-story building there. You're going to have, it would be a three-story building on one side and a five-story building on the other side and one-story in the middle. It would look ridiculous. I, I think this contributes to the streetscape to look prettier anyway. I just wanted to get that into the board understood. That's what the pizza really looks like. It's the smallest, you know, the two sides are way up high. This is more. <coughs> Alright, is there any is there any further testimony? Uh, no, Mr. Chairman. Does the board have any other questions for this? testimony? Do you plan on having the facade look as it is in the art primary? Exactly. Exactly, you are primary. Correct. Okay. Is that the same Yeah. Stone, glass, glass rounds. How much glass is possible? Will you be clear about the resolution of the board? Because we've been, we've had that problem before. As it is in the first exhibit, exhibit A, we've got it. You've got it screwed before. Understood. Do you understand that, Mr. Pond? Do you understand that? The facade is to be, if it's approved, to be as it's shown in the rendering. Just to give a little clarity before I sit on the earlier questions regarding why it took so long. And they have left that movement going over the history of why it took so long. Don't even go there. Don't even go there. Not necessary. Right. Mr. Fontana, quick question. If you receive approval, what is the timing of your project? It's as fast as I can. So yes, we're prepared to go. Sorry, we're prepared to go? Immediately. You would start working on mechanical drawing if, if I get approval. And, and at the last meeting, you had said that you would tear it down. If you had an approval, you would demolish the existing building immediately. As long as I have a floor. It was actually within 60 days. Within 60 days, that does. Yes, and I might be very open to just leaving the machine that's out there already and hiring the gentleman who was hired just to make these more comfortable, these found He's there, he already quoted it. That's as fast as you can go. You need a demo. You said yes, you got to do it. I say yeah. Whatever. No, obviously, you need to buy it. I understand that. But 60 days is when you read the last time. So, just make sure that's still holding. But seeing as these machines there, that would be the quickest path to why. I already got the number. I know the machines there. I'm not looking to slow this process. Not that I think it will happen this summer because there's mechanical drawings and things of that nature. I would probably put a fence up across the front, why it's something to make it just look good for the summer months. And uh, as he's working on the mechanics. But the building will come down in 60 days. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll put up a white fence so you don't have to look at that kind of say you're empty. Understood. One comment is that the, uh, they said that they would possibly put a door above uh, the, the stairway on the south side. If, that, if that's the case, then the second door has access to Bridge Street. But that is. But that sounds like it was necessary to qualify for the use of that staircase? No. It was an accommodation to make the staircase go nowhere. It's got somewhere, it's in nowhere. It would make it a 
I forget, I just, uh, I forget the name of it at the moment. I just said it a few moments ago. Probably will grow because they are very successful. We're, the master plan is calling for a diversity of things to be put into our downtown. Not, we don't want to become the food mecca of the world where all we have is food establishments. That's not very forward-thinking, and I would just reject that that's the only thing that can possibly work in today's society. I would like to see a variety of things come into town. Uh, I understand permitted use, but it comes with the variances. They can do something less intense. They don't need the second floor. It's just, it's too much for the site. And, and again, I believe it's a, I believe it's a self-created hardship. You knew you not parking when you bought it, and you shouldn't be choosing to do this now. So, like I said, I make a motion to deny the application. Okay, since we're going to have a little bit of a sharing of perspectives, I'll do the same thing. Um, I think the property has some very unique challenges that have to be dealt with. I think the town is better off with the property after the fact than where we are right now. I believe it eliminates an eyesore that we've all been looking at for way too long. I understand the parking issue, but I think the unique challenges that we have here makes it hard to do anything different. If the building was shorter, I don't believe parking would be viable. I don't think you could fit in the back even if you wanted to. Um, I do believe the vast majority of people who service this restaurant will be walk-ups. I live in the town year-round. I know what happens here, so I'm familiar with that. I think the team has done an excellent job of working with the next one able to work out their differences. Actually, quite collegial, and I'm, I'm impressed by how they work those issues out. And I think that the thing that's important to me is we need to ensure that deliveries are done off Ocean Avenue, because that's a challenge for us. And if we can accomplish that, I'm strongly in favor. Did, did they agree to that stipulation? Yes, yes we agreed to that stipulation. So there'll be no loading on Ocean Avenue? No loading on Ocean Avenue. And the only thing, I, I keep hearing, and Erwin just brought it up again, I am not suggesting that they have on-site parking. Well, I'm not suggesting that. Okay. Well, you can so I want to be very, yeah. I'm not pushing yeah. that yeah. issue. Gentlemen, okay, first of all, we have a motion pending. There's right. a motion to deny, so but let's... I, Monica, I just want to clarify because there seems to be a misperception. I heard it from Mr. Lieber also, now hearing it from the councilman. I am not suggesting on-site parking. I cannot be more clear on that. The fact of the matter is they are, they are proposing a use that generates six parking spaces that this town does not have to give them. So no, not on-site, off-site. And we can't be planning, and we can't do planning and zoning based upon what exists today. We are dealing with a situation based on easements done in the 1960s. And we're suffering from the ramifications of that. We have to be forward-thinking. So that's what I'm suggesting that we do here. So, so Mr. Monica, can I just respond to that? Absolutely. First of all, perception matters. And the perception of people, including myself, when you push every possible way on this parking thing on site, and every time something came up, we look for a new angle to get back at. So no, people, you're mistaken, and that's finish. I respected your time. Can yes, sir. It? Please do. Okay. You were vehemently against it because of the parking issue. You brought it up at the last meeting. You brought it up at this meeting. And I think it's now. I'm entitled to my opinion. So we just both have our statements and it's other people. Now, now, again, I just emphasize, as long as you understand that I'm not in no way suggesting parking on site. That's I'm not. What? Because I am not suggesting parking on site. Yeah. That certainly wasn't clear in this conversation. Well, it should be clear now because I've said it about five times. Can I Thanks. Okay, so I believe Mr. Lexine has a motion on the floor to deny based on the... Tell me finish. Well, I think it's to have a discussion before we... I, 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 yeah. Well, there's a motion on the floor, so... Well, after we have a discussion, we'll continue on that motion. I, I like the people to discuss it and get, their, get it off the... I don't think you disagree with me. I wasn't disagreeing with you. <laughs> 
I think I think it's a great application. I think it's a nice looking building. I think it's modest compared to the one that was approved next to it. It's, it's modest compared to the existing hardware structure and apartments. It's a minimal impact on parking. And I just think it's a great application. And if we don't approve this, what do we approve? Mr. Funk, you know, here's the fun thing about that. We, we have bad taste in our mouths because of all the years. Uh, but now that you realize what his, his struggle was, uh, and, and I think it's uh, commendable that he, he, he made a, uh, an agreement with the property next door because you're in construction. You know a lot construction. You shouldn't have any windows on that side of the building. That's the way zero lot construction is. You don't have to have a window. And the fact that they're, they're accommodating the, the, the existing windows that are in that building, I think that's commendable. Uh, I think the lot is so narrow, it, it totally falls under the hardship condition. I mean, I think they're doing a great job with so little to work with. And, and, and I think it looks good. I think, I, I, I think it's a, a good application. I, uh, I'd be in favor of it. I'd like to say something, too. I think it's a beautiful building. It's very attractive. I like the way it fits in. And I like the way we've worked with their neighbors. However, I will never go there. I will never buy a sandwich from them because I would have to drive. I would even have to double park to run in and get my sandwiches. Um, I think that the parking issue is very important. I'm not going to park across the street, go get, go down to the corner, go across, and go to the, just to get a sandwich. I will never go there. And I know a lot of my neighbors will never go there unless they're at the beach. But we have our own beach across from our house. So we never go downtown. But that's his function. But the fact, the fact you wouldn't go there doesn't mean it's a and bad application. I know. I, I don't think, I think the parking issue is very important. Our parking problem in this town didn't come because we built the yes, it town. It's become the fact that New, York's, New York realized that we have a fantastic beach and they all want to come here. We have overbuilt. Uh, we know we have overbuilt. The parking is parking. I've lived here 30 years. The town, when I first moved here, you could park anywhere. You didn't have all these problems. You took it. Now, it's impossible to park no, during It's not the fault of... of, of
does a great job from what's there. My God, I wish it was five years ago um, because you know we walk by it every single day. It's another food restaurant, and I understand the engineering degree. You made a great case, um, and it, it's it, it's going to be just another food restaurant, which is challenging. But you know, it, it, I wish it were potentially something else because I think we can handle that as well. The parking issue is, is a super challenge. It's always going to be there. I, I, I wouldn't want to see nothing done because of the lack of parking that we have. But it is such a narrow lot. If it were another Tommy's or another Matt Hatter, it's a totally different story. Um, I would like, though, to, if we are doing this, to put in the condition that it is being, the um, business is being considered as a restaurant. Because if it does become something else, then that has another review, isn't that correct? As oh, a takeout restaurant. Yeah, as a rest takeout restaurant, though, well, right? Any change of use would require a change of parking requirements and we'd have to come back to the board. Yeah. That's good. And then we just give them the barracks. Mark, you didn't like this application from the first time it came here years ago. Let's just Let's just discuss. Is there no more further discussion? I just want to clarify one thing. You do not, in your ordinance, differentiate between takeout restaurant and sit-down restaurant. Yeah. Okay. So if you characterize this as a restaurant with zero parking, should the same shop go out, another restaurant with tables and chairs can go in there as a restaurant to restaurant. I think the restrictions in this approval. Respectfully, no. This, you're approving a restaurant with zero parking. There's no differentiation in your ordinance between takeout or sit down. There's none. There are conditions in your Can we put that condition in the I'm just, I just want to clarify for the record that if it's a restaurant, which is there's no differentiation in your ordinance, you're approving zero parking spaces for a restaurant. But you would like it, but from what I'm hearing, the board would like an exclusion and the resolution yes. that is that's why I'm bringing it up. If it became a sit-down restaurant, then the issue would have to be revisited. That's why I'm bringing it up, because just ordinance to ordinance, there's no differentiation. Jen, can I ask a question? Suppose it became something completely different than a restaurant, a hardware store or a liquor store. They don't have to come back because they, they don't have parking, yeah. So it's restaurant takeout or sit they'd be able to do without coming back. Well, I think what, what is being suggested is that the condition is that if it goes to something other than takeout, yeah. it would have to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before that closes, yes. my question to you was, yes. like, like kind service, Correct. otherwise it has to come back for review. Correct. Because it wouldn't meet the parking requirements. Thank you very much. Okay, uh, if we're finished with the discussion, we have a motion on the, uh, on the table from Mr. Lutzke. I'd like to make a motion to approve. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, we have Does Mr. Lexing have a second? I'm second. So we have a motion with a primary and a secondary. Is there a roll call vote, Madam Secretary, please? And keep in mind if you are voting yes, you are voting to deny. If you vote no, you are voting against the denial. And then we move to a secondary motion. Councilman Paper? No. Mr. Cashmore? No. Vice Chairman DeSeo? No. Ms. Gorman? No. Mr. Lexstein? Yes. Mr. Julia? Yes. 
so that means does not care. I mean, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, so we have those people in the negative room. So, do we have another motion that someone would like to make with regard to this application? I'd like to make that motion to approve with the conditions agreed. Do we have a second? I'll second that. Yes. Ms. Gorman? Yes. Mr. Weinstein? No. Ms. Julia? No. Thank you. Very good. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you.